I mean, I don't want to alarm anyone, but National Signing Day is this month. I know, right? There is a National Signing Day this month, and it's happening in 20 days. So maybe, just maybe, and I don't want to be a tease here, but maybe we finally get an answer from Peyton Bowen, a final answer on David Hicks, a final answer from Tassili Akana, and some others as well. Maybe this is it. Maybe we are truly in the home stretch, Parker, for some decisions that, that we've been waiting for quite some time because I don't know if this has been the case with most other programs out there. I'm sure it is, but dang, it feels like we have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for several top 100 players over the course of like the past six, seven, eight months. We've had to be very, very patient when talking about some of these uh, five stars and high profile four star guys. So maybe this is the month that we finally get a decision on all of, on all of these guys and don't have to speculate anymore. I don't know if I can speculate any longer. Please let this be the month. Should I be holding my breath, though, that that's actually going to happen? I, uh, yes. Or should I assume that we're going to be in January and still talking about the same storylines we're talking about now? If we are. Uh, no. I don't, even, I, I don't even want to think about a world in which Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks are still uncommitted. Well, I guess they're both technically committed. But where we don't know where those guys are going come January because it has been a long, arduous process. And, and guess what? Malachi Coleman's back on the market oh now. Oh, my gosh. Just because yeah. we had to have that. I wasn't, wasn't going to lead with it today. We will get to it. But I know that it's you know just been a hot topic of conversation. Parker, I can't scroll through Twitter right now without seeing an OU fan on there saying, let's go get him. Let's go get Malachi Coleman. Yeah, because you know get he him. wants to be here. You do know he wants to be here. He's also a top 100 player. My only question would be, was that decision today by Malachi Coleman, was that a Malachi Coleman decision? Or was that a University of Nebraska decision to part ways? Or was it a combination of both? No, it was... The only reason I asked that, and you're going to tell me it's a Malachi uh, Coleman decision, right? Yes. Yes, 1,000%. The only only reason I asked that is because for a top 100 player, um, I I just don't feel like the interest is there that we would normally see for a guy of his ranking. You you know what I mean? Like, the fact that he's a top 100 player and OU just kind of seemingly said... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll go to the portal for a tight end was was always a little bit strange to me. So I just wondered if this was a he decision or a Nebraska decision. Well, again, I th- the reality with Coleman was Oklahoma offered him back in, what, May? And they were kind of on the fence about him for several months and ultimately decided that uh, they didn't feel like he had the frame to play tight end. And so they turned around and they pursued some – more legitimate, like, plug-and-play, day-one type tight end prospects, including Kyle Morlock via the transfer portal, Owen Olsen, a JUCO guy, and then, of course, Jordan Allen, who I, I tell you what, people around the Switzer Center are starting to feel real good about that one. Uh-oh. Real good about that one. Um, but if Malachi Coleman was going to be a tight end, Oklahoma was the only school that was recruiting him as a tight end. If he was going to be a tight end, and in OU's estima- estimation, that's what he had to be because they were afraid of scaring off one of their three wide receiver commits. If he was going to be a tight end, they just didn't feel 100% comfortable bringing him in to play that position. And 
that's where things kind of fell apart between Coleman and OU. Now, I have long said, and I will continue to say, I think Coleman is an intriguing enough and an elite enough athlete that it doesn't matter what position he plays. Sure. Just get him on campus yeah, and figure it out. That's always been my opinion, especially because he's a guy that wants to be a Sooner, and we have talked about this. If you're going to prioritize guys that want to be Sooners – that's a guy right there that wants to be a Sooner. Number 68 nationally uh, by 24-7 Sports. That doesn't automatically make him a great player, but I, I don't know. He's a top 70 player nationally. Uh, there's some signs that he can develop into a high-profile player, if not at tight end, like you said, somewhere else. Um, I, it made Travis LOL. I mean, laugh out loud yesterday. when Within seconds, and I mean seconds, Parker, of the Mickey Joseph news breaking, the text line just started popping off yesterday asking if uh, what are OU's chances to get back in on this recruitment. I didn't know whether to laugh about it or be maybe a little bit embarrassed about it or even a little proud about it. But literally, like it's a serious situation, so it is. prayers out to the victim. We're not trying to make light of the situation. The only thing I'm trying to make light of is... If any sort of serious news breaks, the text line right away, all right, how's this affect OU, huh? How's this affect OU? Can OU get back in on this? Yeah, no, when, trust me. The details will likely come out before long as to what exactly went on that yesterday afternoon that got Mickey Joseph arrested. And once those details come out, and I, I, I'm not going to elaborate on this any further because it's not my place and – I want to let the legal process run its course, but the details will come out before long, and once those details emerge in the public eye, it's going to become pretty self-evident why Malachi Coleman decommitted. Yeah, yeah, um, not 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 going to be not going to be good. I don't think anybody's expecting it to be good. By the way, Malachi Coleman, um, I was uh, kind of cruising around twenty-four-seven Sports today. Uh-huh. He's only taken one official visit. Yep. That one official visit is to Nebraska. Yep. So he can still take four official visits yep. if he wants to, which is, again, that crazy for a top 70 overall player. Meanwhile, I see DJ Lagway at every single corner of the country over the course of the past two months. He's taken a visit elsewhere. Now, I understand he's a quarterback and it's a little bit different, but Malachi Coleman, the only place that he's visited is, well, the, the, the school in his own backyard. Exactly. And I, I would anticipate at this point – that Malachi Coleman will not be signing until February. I would get, yeah, yeah, I would guess that too. It, this late in the process, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I'm with you on look, that he's, one. Look, he's not going to Nebraska anymore. Can promise you that he will not be a Nebraska Cornhusker. Because, and I mentioned this to you when you texted me about it yesterday, Tyler, the entire reason Nebraska was even a consideration for Malachi Coleman was because of Mickey Joseph. And, again, this is just me reading the tea leaves here. But if what I have been told about the Mickey Joseph situation proves accurate, and I have no reason to suspect that it would not be accurate based on where th this information came from, if what I've been told proves accurate, Mickey Joseph is not being retained on staff at Nebraska. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Very surprised. I, I thought that at the time yesterday. Um, good. That's probably not going to happen. Diva December has arrived, says the text line. The kids we are waiting on will not sign until March. They love the spotlight. Uh, hey, you know what? I might actually take that. I would like for them to be early enrollees, but if you're promising me that you're going to get all of your top remaining targets, but it's not until March, I'll take that deal right now. 
Sure. Let's roll. Here's a, here's a question on the text line from the A50. Could Coleman slot into the cheetah in the future? Does he have the speed? Now that's intriguing because, yeah, that boy's got the speed. We're talking 10-4 in the 100 meters. He flies. Yeah. And he, I, I think you would need to put weight on him, but not as much weight as if he were going to play tight end. So I think that's a very compelling argument that could be made that Oklahoma should pursue Malachi Coleman on the defensive side of the ball, especially, especially, like I said, I'm figuring Malachi Coleman isn't going to sign until February. So let's say DJ Hicks and Damian Sanford don't end up flipping. Could be your and backup they sign option. with Texas A&M on December 21st. You know who? You know who my first priority would be? Malachi Coleman. Yeah, as a defensive player. Peyton says, "I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed about the Malachi Coleman thing because Parker has said so many times that OU walked away the first time, and there's a near zero percent chance we go after him again." So, okay, yeah, there, there's a take. Coy says, how does the 51-degree weather down here in Norman affect OU recruiting? Is it really 51 degrees today? It, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like 108 inside these studios here at the Red, oh, which is say, why I wear colder sh- like that outside. Which but. is why I wear shorts in here every single day. But 51 degrees outside, nice, let's go. We need a couple giant industrial fans to set up in this studio. I haven't been outside in a few hours, so I might need to take a stroll during this uh, timeout and yeah, see what's chilly. going on out there. It's chilly. You do some laps in the parking lot or something. Uh, Land Macari Vickers, DJ Hicks, Peyton Bowen, Malachi Coleman, annihilate whoever we play in the bowl game. Ride this momentum into next year. Consume the sunshine with me, Tyler. Um, well, annihilate whoever you play in the bowl game. If you play Florida State in the bowl game, in the Cheez-It Bowl, I don't know if I can get on board with annihilating those guys. But I'm down to do all of those things. Let's go. Which you kind of have already landed Macari Vickers, by the way. At least you got a commitment from him. Congratulations on uh, Macari Vickers getting that All-American Bowl invite, by the way. But, yeah, let's go. I'm ready to do it. I'll consume you with the sunshine. Don't you so worry about that. Me, so we, I, we, Mike in Springfield on the text line says it seems there has to be some baggage for a top 70 player to not be more highly recruited. And I hear you on that, Mike. Here's what I will say with regard to that situation. And I mentioned this on OUinsider.com yesterday, that I kind of had a working theory as to why so many schools had dropped off of recruiting Malachi Coleman. And at the time, what I had said was, I'm going to hold off on sharing this theory until the other side of National Signing Day uh, just because we don't know what's going to happen, and I I would feel more comfortable talking about it in retrospect. But now that Nebraska is very clearly out of the mix for Malachi Coleman, now that it seems increasingly apparent Mickey Joseph is not going to remain on staff there, here's what I will say. I will share my theory. Do you remember when I went up to see Malachi Coleman in mid-September, Tyler? And uh, how was it that basically, about OU Nebraska weekend? Yeah, it was how on it a basically night, took right? an act of Congress for me to get credentialed for one of Malachi's football games. Oh yeah, and then we had people. I feel like I felt like they were listening to the show that day when we were making fun I, of that. I I I believe that. I am inclined to believe that there was a wide and I don't want to use the word conspiracy because that doesn't have the greatest connotation. But I, I feel like it's the most appropriate word to use. I feel like there was a widespread conspiracy 
up around Lincoln East High School and in the state of Nebraska to keep Malachi Coleman home. And so here's the thing. When coaches are making calls about a kid, they're not just talking to the kid. They're talking to coaches, administrators, people that know him. And, again, this is just me theorizing. But what if all of those schools were given the impression by those around Malachi Coleman that, uh, you know what, the kid's heart's at Nebraska. You, you're, you don't have a chance. Just don't even bother. Now, I know for a fact that Well, we didn't think that that was the case yeah, no. all the way back in September. And if you know we, Malachi. The staff did. If you know Malachi on a personal level, you know that's not true. But I can see why a coach would believe that a kid like Coleman is just telling them what they want to hear with regard to his level of interest in their institution and why they would back off if they were told by somebody close to him that, look, you, there's not a chance you're prying him away from yeah. Nebraska. So I, I'm i kind of inclined to believe that there was a conspiracy to keep Desperate times, and Nebraska was during desperate times, calls for desperate measures, and I don't put it past Nebraska to uh, to pull something like that. Don't put it past him whatsoever. By the way, I think we buried the actual lead today. Which you, know, is? you know what we said we would do yesterday? Uh, Dylan Gabriel Appreciation Day. Oh, yes. I Yes, I have it written down right here. And, hey, since we dubbed today Dylan Gabriel Appreciation Day, he did get an award yesterday. He did. From the Big 12. So, I don't know. Maybe you guys have to say nice things about Dylan Gabriel on the Air Covered Solutions text line for the remainder of this hour. 405-651-3439. Hit us there. Hit us up there. Uh, some breaking news in college football if you haven't seen it already. Uh, Michigan running back, star running back, I should say, Blake Corum is uh, out for the remainder of the season. So That's Don significant. It is significant. Donovan Edwards ran really well against Ohio State this past weekend. I think he had over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. But Blake Corum being out for the rest of the year, that really that really hurts Michigan. That's, that's a big-time bummer. Again, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text, text line. Dylan Gabriel Appreciation Day rolls on next. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Army, listening worldwide once again today. Jakarta, Indonesia checks in today. Are we marking off the countries? Do we look like one of those RVs that you'll pass on the highway sometimes? <laughs> They're driving around and they uh, mark off the states that the RVs uh, driven through? I don't know. Maybe we need to do that with this show. Because we have several countries outside the U.S., uh, we Germany again. I don't know who listens in Germany every single day, but I wish they would reach out via social media or the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Germany, Jakarta, Indonesia, Reno, Nevada, Fleming Island, Florida, Eagle Pass, Texas, and yes, I know Tulsa is not a small town, but we're gonna say that Tulsa is our uh, Oklahoma town of the day today because in eight days. We're going to be live in Tulsa for Tulsa Day, 6 to 9 a.m. a week from tomorrow. Toby will be at Neighborhood Jam on 61st Street. Plank is going to be at Tally's on uh, Route 66. That's on Yale Avenue. He's there from 9 to noon. 
Parker, uh, he's at Waldo's Chicken and Beer on 71st Street in Tulsa from noon to 3. And I'm at the Buffalo Wild Wings on uh, East 41st Street in Tulsa from 3 to 6. And then, if Friday at Tulsa Day isn't enough for you, we'll be uh, hanging out on Saturday as well. I'm going to be doing the post-game show for the OU Arkansas basketball game at Lefties on Greenwood. That's uh, 10 North Greenwood Avenue in Tulsa, 2.30 to 4.30. I think Travis is going to join me. Uh, for that post-game show as well. Parker, you're more than welcome to stop by, but we'll be all over town on uh, Friday and Saturday and next week. Waldo's Chicken and Beer, huh? That's where That I sounds know. like a really cool place. And Waldo's Chicken if you're me, but... Yeah, well, Waldo's Beer if you're me. But uh, okay. um, I, I think Tulsa Day, we did it for the first time last year. It was a huge success. I'm expecting an even bigger turnout this year, and we have um, special... Ref Army Tulsa Day t-shirts to give, uh, to give out as well, which is going to be really, really cool. Dylan Gabriel, Appreciation Day. Some of you are trying. Some of you are being jerks. Uh, without Dylan Gabriel, we have, would have been begging for a 6-6 six and six record. So, so thank you, Dylan, for choosing OU. Um, Dylan Gabriel is the best left-handed quarterback OU has had since Josh Heupel. That's from Kaysen. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel is not Mule Shoe, is on the text line. Very nice. Dylan Gabriel hasn't overthrown a wide receiver since the Texas Tech game. Did he overthrow a wide receiver in the Tech game? Not to my recollection. I don't remember him overthrowing a wide receiver. Maybe it happened, but it's not one of the plays that sticks out. So you may try your joke somewhere else with that uh-huh. Dylan Gabriel slam. Uh-huh. Nice try. Dylan Gabriel has a sweet tattoo, says Peyton. That's true. Uh, nothing but love for Dylan Gabriel. Shane the Train in Newcastle. Dylan did more for that locker room than most. He got to OU and immediately became a leader, took care of his players, organized trips, and played his ass off. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel, Big 12 uh, Offensive Newcomer of the Year yesterday. That was uh, one of the awards. He was, uh, what, honorable mention, all Big 12. I was surprised they gave Jalen Daniels second-team all-conference. Well, did they really? Oh, yeah, because he only played in like half of the Big 12 games this year. Whack. Big Bad Wolf, Dylan Gabriel, is an outstanding teammate, and I could only imagine a better friend off the field. He's a leader, and he's got a lot of potential on the field. He's a good quarterback no matter what anyone says, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the kid here in Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's good. That's cool. Um, we'll get to uh, more of your comments on Dylan Gabriel Appreciation Day. Um, man, Jack's, JFA, Jackson Arnold's retweet has got everybody uh, excited, does it not? He and Peyton uh, Bowen? I was, I was just texting with Jackson about that because I was like, dude, you got my phone blowing up with that retweet. Needless to say, the, the buzz surrounding OU and Peyton Bowen is intensifying, and OU's set to do an in-home with him this Friday. It feels like this might be decided before National Signing Day. Ooh-hoo-hoo. And I think... I would think that'd be good news for OU. And I well, and here's why. Here's why I say that. And I know I've said I'm not gonna try and make a guess on the timeline, but I am starting to feel like this thing won't last all the way up until December twenty first. I feel I, I and I don't have like an exact day or an exact timetable. I just think it's gonna happen sooner than that because I feel like Oklahoma is going to really push to make Peyton Bowen make a call one way or another before then. Because they're also doing an in-home visit with C.J. Blocker, okay. an OU legacy. Yeah. 
who is a four-star defensive back out of New Caney, Texas. His dad was what, mid-late 90s? I think he was on that 98 team. Yes. I want to say, at least. Yes, indeed. Now, C.J. Blocker does not have an OU offer yet. He did just pick up an Alabama offer over the weekend. But if OU is to offer him, they will be very difficult to deny. However, I don't know if C.J. Blocker picks up the offer absent a commitment elsewhere from Peyton Bowen. So I think what the, how the OU staff is going to play their hand, if I had to guess, is they're going to say, look, Peyton, we've been doing this whole charade for nine, ten months now. Let us know, please, right now, whether we can count on you at Oklahoma next year or whether we need to hedge our bets. Because there's because other options. There's not, an, there's not an option better than Peyton Bowen, but no, I, I, I'm with you. We'll see how much they push, but if he's going to go to A&M or Notre Dame, stick with Notre Dame, whatever, like, yeah, I, I mean, again, we're 20 days away from the first national signing yeah. day. Like, like, this staff needs to know. Well, and, and that's exactly what it is. The staff does need to know because they can't be left up a creek without a paddle on December 21st. So, they and I, I I don't think they want to go into early signing day with even a question in their mind as to whether Peyton Bowen is going to be theirs or not. So I think leading up to early signing day, they're going to tell Bowen, listen, we need to know, and we need to know before the final week or two of the cycle leading up to early signing day because if you're not coming, we need to go watch out for our own backs here and figure out who else we can get in the safety room. Uh, Malachi Coleman will not end up in Crimson and Cream, says the 405, and if I'm wrong, I will tattoo the Ref Army on me. Oh, hey, within a year, someone is going to get a Ref Army tattoo. Yeah, yeah, they will. I don't know who it is. The early money, I think, is on Gunny of Stutzman's Army. It'll be Gunny of the Ref Army after that. But I, I think within a year, we, fi- we finally get someone that tattoos Ref Army on their body permanently somewhere. More nice things about Dylan Gabriel. One listener says Dylan Gabriel is from the same state as Jocelyn Allo. That's a pretty good start. This is factual. Uh, That's 30 home runs right there. Dylan Gabriel is not Davis Bevel. This is also very true. Dylan Gabriel plays horseshoes, would never play mule shoes. (laughs) Nice. Dylan Gabriel has nice hair. He does have nice hair. Dylan, everyone's All-American. Uh... One of the few players on the team that didn't fold under adversity. Where would OU be without DG? Uh, we'd already be fully into the offseason, not talking about a bowl game. Uh-huh. You, you, you guys saw what life Love was like. Love Dylan's intermediate passing game. At least Dylan doesn't wear nail polish. Hey, there you go. There's a winner. There's a winner. <laughs> uh, subtle. We saw what happens without DG. Kendall says, I appreciate DG for allowing Theo Weiss to showcase his talent against Tech for a team who will actually use him. Jeez, okay. Thanks, Kendall. Thanks. Appreciate it. Dylan Gabriel is taller than Kyler Murray. He is. Uh, it feels like about by about nine inches. <laughs> Somebody on the text line asked, how in the heck does OU not offer a legacy who has been offered by literally Alabama? Clowns. Was DG's deep balls issues stem from his shoulder surgery? Will this get better with another offseason to build and improve his arm? Um, what did, did he, he have deep ball? Did issues? he have deep ball issues? Like I, his, when he was throwing the deep ball, he generally overshot it. I felt like uh, that was one of the things, one of the few things this offense had 
consistently this year was the presence of the deep ball. Now, it didn't always hit. And, yes, he missed um, he missed Marvin Mims at West Virginia. Marvin Mims also dropped a for-sure touchdown at West Virginia as well. But, I mean, th- th- this offense did a – I'll tell you this. This offense did a much better job this year of completing the deep ball compared to last year's team. You want to talk about a team that had issues with the deep ball? Yeah. Look at the 2021 team. They couldn't complete a deep ball to save their lives. That's one of the things that I thought this offense could do this year is go vertical. And they did that a lot against Tech. They did a really nice job of that. Elsewhere on the text line, Dylan Gabriel beat Oklahoma State. He did. Dylan Gabriel keeps his whole mouthpiece in his mouth. Uh, DG throws a beautiful left-handed football. Uh, so we got a listener that has asked repeatedly, Parker, why not take Blocker and Bowen? We were going to take Yates and Bowen. Well, Kendall Dolby is why. You got a commitment from Kendall Dolby. He's what Ryan Yates would have been in terms of. And what did I see yesterday? He was rated as a top 50 Juco player nationally. Kendall Dolby, I think. I don't know who does the Juco. Does 24-7 even do Juco rankings anymore? Yes, they do. They do? Okay. He I'll, will I'll get his ranking before long. Um, and hopefully pushes you over Ohio State. If you, by the way, I calculated it today, guys. If you get Mike a tease, uh, that would push you in front of Ohio State to number six. Just so everyone's keeping count here. Somebody asked, "Will Parker dunk on the Notre Dame twenty four seven site if Bowen flips?" No, they'll dunk on themselves. I won't need to. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's a good team leader. Teammates and coaches like him, and he appears to be of good character. I'm sure DG loves Sooner Fashion Mall. Yes, he does. Caleb Williams hated it. He had to go to L.A. for better shopping. Dylan Gabriel is not nearly that picky. No, he's fine with Old Navy at uh, Sooner Fashion Mall. And he makes the style work. He knows that he can get a nice long sleeve shirt for $12.50 and some Old Navy cash that he can redeem at the end of the month there. Jesse G says DG has never eaten dry brisket. Oh, God. Well, if he would have been here a year earlier, he would have. Oh, but they were great on the brisket tacos that he cooked. Hey, if you have good bri- if you have good brisket, Parker, you don't need to sauce them up and put them on a tortilla. Very true. Good brisket is good brisket all by itself. You don't but need to douse it in barbecue Mule sauce. Mule shoes from or West Texas—they put everything on a tortilla Jeez. out there. Unbelievable. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, some good news that did happen in recruiting today. USC lost another commit. 2023 defensive lineman Grant Buckley, he's going across town to UCLA, so uh, USC is now back to number 14 nationally. Maybe they'll move out of the top 15 before signing day. That'd be great, huh? More Cruton on the other side. More transfer portal as well, because that's hopping right here on the ref. Oh boy, breaking news in college football. <laughs> the most hated coach at the University of Texas in my lifetime, or at least for me, Tom Herman, uh, has reportedly just been uh, hired as FAU's new head coach. So, expect FAU to uh, lead the nation in hydration for the next few years. You guys all remember those P charts that they used to have around Texas? Hey, if you have clear P, you have a good teammate. If you have yellow pee, you're a bad teammate. Oh, yeah. Those used to be uh, around the Texas facility a few years ago. 
when old Tom was there. God, what he's a just, clown he's he was. He's just of a higher intellect than all of us, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> it's the Mensa factor. Which I guess he's taken, as much as I make fun of him and disliked him at the time, he's taken Texas to its best bowl game since their national championship loss to Alabama, I guess. So I are you trying to tell me there's not a correlation between P color and the quality of your teammateness? Uh, you know what there actually could be. Was that why OU was 6 and 6 this year? Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah there's someone six six asked Brent about the team's P color in the next press conference. <laughs> the P, their P was too yellow. <laughs> That's why they went 6 and 6. Now, the part uh, of this is where we try to decide which media member is most likely to ask Brent Venables that question at a public press conference. I have a, I have a top three there. I, I have a top two. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, uh, USC, they uh, lose that on a 2023 defensive lineman, uh, decommits and rolls to UCLA, which reminds me of David Peavy who we talked about a few weeks ago, who is another USC commit yeah. that he was trying to get on. I haven't really heard anything on that yeah, front in the past couple weeks. I think that was just kind of a middle finger to mule shoe after. Because you remember what happened that day. OU offered Taylor Wine. USC offered Taylor Wine like an hour later. So I think OU offering David PV was basically BV telling mule shoe, hey, you try to screw this up for us? You try to get in with our guy, we're going to take your guy. Mm, offer wars. I love this. I love this so much. It's great. Uh, Brian and Tulsa DM me. Okay. And I, I brought up the ref tattoo. Someone's going to get a ref army tattoo. Brian and Tulsa says, shoot, count me in on the tattoo just because it's y'all. I'll do it. Now, we would have to put together a major prize package for someone to get a ref army tattoo. But Brian or anybody else, I am willing to secure a massive prize package if one of you are willing to get a Ref Army tattoo. I got, I, do we have to, can we okay which body part the Ref Army tattoo is placed? Is every body part um, within limits to be tattooed on if it's a Ref Army tattoo? I, 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 do I want to know what you're suggesting Because here? we're going to want to see the Ref Army tattoo, yeah. right? But if it's in a couple of particular spots, I don't know if I want to see their Ref Army tattoo. So, you know? Somebody on the text line says Dylan Gabriel has clear pee. <laughs> yeah, see, he's a great teammate. Hey, also, DG has never been beaten by Texas as a starter. <laughs> hey, that is a trivia question that's really going to get someone in about five years. Mm-hmm. Like how many uh, first-time starters have lost to Texas or whatever, and you'll probably think Dylan Gabriel. No, 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 no. I, I guess uh, Davis Bevel, though, will be on that. First-time starter against Texas, and he lost the game, unfortunately. Tom Herman has confirmed that he has accepted the FAU job. FAU, they just had Willie Taggart, right? They just fired Willie Taggart. That was their first recourse post-Lane Kiffin was to hire Willie Taggart, and that did not last. So now it's another uh, another retread in Tom Herman. Tyler's obsession with Caleb Fingernails is full-on cringe. I didn't even bring it up today, <laughs> but I, I do like to make fun of them. If that is cringe, then so be it. Because guess what? If he paints his fingernails again – for the Pac-12 championship on Friday night, guess what I'm going to do Monday? Yeah, I'm probably going to make fun of it again. Guy from Geyer says, now wait a minute. If we're talking NIL deals, I'll get a tattoo. Jesse G says, prize package only if the ref tattoo is a tramp stamp. Yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of, 
I think that that would be acceptable. All the way across the lower back, please. I think that that would look great. We'll even come up with a design for you. Uh, somebody says, Parker, we were told you are just an OU fanboy and have zero inside info. ND will be in shambles. Yeah, give it a few weeks. I'm in if Teddy and Tyler go to the tattoo shop with me. Hey, I for social media purposes, I will be at the tattoo shop, tattoo parlor, oh, whatever no you call it, if someone's getting a Ref Army tattoo. That is getting videoed, and it's going to be put on all our social media pages. So, yeah, let me know before you do this. Don't just send me a picture of a Ref Army tattoo on your neck or something like that. No, I'm going with you to document this thing. Somebody asked on the text line, will a wide receiver coach be hired before signing day? That's been a very popular question lately. My response to that question is, does it matter? Like, is that the timeline to which Mm. OU needs to adhere when it comes to hiring a wide receiver coach? Because I'm not convinced that's the case. Right now, you have two wideouts that are solidly committed, not going anywhere, in Jaquez Petaway and Keon Brown. And the third wide receiver that you're in on is Micah Tease. And... Whether or not Micah Tease flips to Oklahoma, the wide receiver coach's identity is going to have little to no bearing on that. Tyler, you could be the wide receiver coach at Oklahoma right yeah. now, and the odds would be just as good and no, no, not at all diminished that Micah Tease flips to Oklahoma. I, I would do very nice. I, I would do a very good job in the in-home visit. I, I would sell this university very easily. I have easily. no doubt. I but, no I, doubt. I mean, I hopefully the text line wouldn't influence me because if it did – I would be telling him that he's going to play with the quarterback that can't throw the ball downfield. That's all I've been seeing today. Not all I've been seeing on the text line today, but some of the things I've been seeing on the text line today. I would say a little bit nicer things about Dylan Gabriel than some of you are on the text line. Somebody did ask, but wouldn't hiring Rashad Samples help with DJ And that that was my follow-up question to that. Is there a wide receiver coach you could hire that could help out at other positions? Yes, and his name is Rashad Samples. Yeah. So, again – it's it's a tricky situation to navigate because he's working an NFL job right now. And so the exit path maybe isn't as clear-cut as it would be for a guy that you're pulling from elsewhere in the collegiate ranks. So that's going to be the question to me is if, if Samples does prove to be the guy, how quickly can you get things finalized realistically? Wow, Tom Herman just accepted the job at FAU. Yeah, you're about five minutes late on that one. We've been making fun of it for the past five minutes. Also, I have confirmation from management. Uh, we will pay for the Ref Army tattoo. So, okay, whoever wants to get it, it's, it's on our dime. And you will be internet famous to all of our followers as I document it. And, and we'll probably do a live remote from the tattoo shop. So, I mean, we've, we've done our part, Parker. We've done the necessary 90%. We just need someone to do the remaining 10% to make this thing happen. Patrick says, I will tattoo my face with the ref for $1 million. <laughs> let, let me get back with management there, Patrick, to see if we can get $1 million for a ref army uh, face tattoo. Though I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the representation that we necessarily want is a uh, face tattoo on someone, but I could be wrong. One I'll listener asks, you. how does the OU roster's P color affect recruiting? It's all about culture, right? That would, be, I mean? that would be weird to, to have taken an official visit to Texas during that time and see the P-charts that were up against the wall. I wonder if that freaks the kids is, out. This is how good our culture is at the University of Texas. Everybody's got clear P. You know, you and know, if you don't, you're in the doghouse. You know what a clear P stat line sounds like or looks like? 
What does it look like? How about Taylor Wines from his senior year? I saw this today. 91 tackles, 13 sacks, 31 TFLs, four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and, yes, he did have one safety this year. Nice. Oh, Lord have mercy. Somebody just texted, Antonio Brown is in a standoff in his home with Tampa Bay police right now. Seriously? That was an hour ago where they were, uh, like, approaching his home. He's oh, really? still not like, come out yet? I, this is the first I've heard or seen of this, so... I knew there was like a warrant out for him, but if Tyler becomes uh, the next wide receivers coach at OU, I'll get a ref army tattoo. LOL. <laughs> yeah, me too. If I'm the next wide receivers coach, they wouldn't have to pay me that much. But Tom Herman is back in college football. How about that? And we have another Texas A&M portal entry today. I feel like we're five of six here in the past week or so, Parker, for A&M portal entries. And this was a pretty highly ranked commit. In what, the 21 class, the yep. kid that entered the portal today? A Caleb Williams contemporary. Wow. So, you said that Florida kind of sounding like the like early the, leader there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how involved OU gets in the A&M mess that is already happening. And the portal doesn't officially open until Monday, so portal season is uh, upon us. Several by the day. And uh, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia, the quarterback. He uh, announced his intentions or is going to announce his intentions to uh, head to the portal. So the portal is going to be crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Final segment of Locked In is next. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref. We have uh, people that are legitimately interested in this Ref Army tattoo, by the I way. I know a lot. A lot of people. They just I'm want to know. DMs. Yeah, as am I. They just want to know what the design of the tattoo is going to be. What's the design of the tattoo and would the calf be acceptable from the 405? Uh, I mean, I, I can uh, create a design for everyone, a Ref Army one, and get it, get it back to everyone. But, yeah, it would be cool if uh, everyone got a uniform look, a uniform logo of the Ref Army tattoo. Burley Boomer down there in Burleson, Texas, sounds like maybe he's down if we can find one. Hey, we can do this if you guys are serious about getting a Ref Army tattoo. And, again, yes, the calf is a uh, – that is an acceptable spot to uh, showcase your Ref Army tattoo. Wow, that would be amazing. Um, Jalen Redman to the Senior Bowl. Not a shocker there. I think we all kind of thought that this was going to be Jalen Redmond's last year at uh, OU. Um, that seems like it's going to be the case. So, Wanye Morris, Eric Gray, Jalen Redmond all seemingly off to the Senior Bowl. Be- best, of, best of luck to him is what I would say. Best of luck to Jalen Redmond. He's going to need a really good um, – some really good Senior Bowl practices and a really good Senior Bowl itself, but maybe maybe he can do that. I hope for his sake he gets drafted, man, because I don't think that's a guarantee right now. It's definitely not right now, and that's what I'm saying. Like He's going to have to really tear it up out there in uh, Mobile. Yeah. I, I, I wish he would have run it back another year because I think that he's one of those guys that could have really, really benefited. Um, let's see what else we got on the Air Comfort Solutions text line here. I heard Mickey Joseph and Cale Gundy were just recently let go, either of them for the wide receiver coaching gig. Jeez. 
No. Uh, I think I think Teddy should get a tattoo if BV doesn't win a natty in three years. I agree with that. Uh, if Teddy gets the DC job, I'll get a Ref Army tattoo. That's not going to happen. I, I'm more likely to get the wide receiver's job than Teddy is to get the defensive coordinator's job. Because here's the difference. He's more likely to be offered the defensive coordinator's job, but I'm way more likely to ex- actually accept the job. There is no way that he would accept the D.C. job at, uh, at OU. Somebody, I, I said, somebody said, have you seen some people's tattoos? The Ref Army tat would be an upgrade for a lot of people. Hey, there we go. People want, people want a design. Like we have had multiple people on the text line clamoring for us to tweet out a ref already. Okay, tattoo design. I, okay. Uh, if you're not following the ref already on Twitter, come on. But I'll I'll get a logo together by the time I get out of here at 6 p.m. and I'll just tweet out like I don't know ref army tattoo design, and then we can go from there. But I know Brian and Tulsa. It sounds like he's serious. There's an outside chance that this this could start happening in Tol- at Tulsa Day next Friday. I don't know if there's any good uh, tattoo shops up there in the 918, but there's a chance that we're up there with some listeners getting some Ref Army tattoos next week. And that would be amazing. That would make my Friday. I can guarantee you that. One listener asks, can you play in the Senior Bowl and come back so long as you haven't hired an agent? I think there is technically a way that you could play in the Senior Bowl and then come back, but like generally the acceptance of a Senior Bowl invite is a surefire indication that guys are going pro. So if you see if you continue to see OU players accept invites to the Senior Bowl, they're gone, gone. Yeah, and Jalen again, like Jalen Redman. I this decision wasn't made like yesterday or the day before. It seems like this decision was made, um, you know, yeah, month, maybe uh, months ago. I don't like it for Wanya Morris. I don't like it for Jalen Redmond. Love I think it for, it's Eric great for Eric Gray. Yeah, love it for Eric Gray. That dude does not have much left to prove at the collegiate level. The other two do. Which, by the way, who's going to be running back one for the bowl game? Is it going to be Eric Are Gray we, or Javante Barnes? Well, we haven't had any sort of announcement that Eric Gray is not going to play in the bowl game. Didn't he? Did he say after the game that he planned on playing in the bowl game? I don't think was he was he one, one of the ones them? that explicitly said that. Braden Willis said that. Marvin Mims said that. C.J. Colden said that. I don't know if Eric Gray explicitly said or was asked that. But obviously you're getting a healthy dose of Eric Gray if he plays in the bowl. If not... It is officially Javante Barnes season. Yeah, which the question is, okay, well, Eric Gray's gone. Would you rather him play in the bowl game or get a jump start on Javante Barnes? Um, I would just, I would want to win the bowl game, and Eric Gray gives you the best chance to win the bowl game. I'd be trying to go out there and win and go 7-6 and six and not have your first losing season since 1998. But that's me. So I, I would be hoping that Eric Gray plays in the bowl game because, well, you guys have been watching – He's a major part of the offense now, isn't he? And uh, we talked at this hour about where would OU be without Dylan Gabriel? Where would OU be without Eric Gray this year, the year that he's had? That'll do it for Locked In. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.